Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, February 23rd, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, former President Trump's new social network is number one on the App Store, but has had a bunch of issues as well. The politics leading to a surge in searches for DuckDuckGo, whatever happened to Amazon's home robot, and Waymo successfully sues to keep its failures secret. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. As I write these words, the number one app in all the land is Truth Social, which has risen to the very top of Apple's App Store. Truth Social is a new social networking app created by a company backed by former President Donald Trump. And yet, unfortunately for Truth Social, it has been a rough 48 hours or so dealing with that success, quoting the Washington Post. Truth Social has been almost entirely inaccessible in the first days of its grand debut because of technical glitches, a 13-hour outage, and a 300,000-person waitlist. Even Trump supporters made jokes about the early slog. Jenna Ellis, a former member of President Trump's legal team, posted to Instagram a photo showing Trump with his finger hovering over a laptop, quote, letting us on to Truth Social one at a time, end quote. The site had been heralded for months as the crown jewel of Trump's post-presidential business ambitions, with allies pledging it would revolutionize social media and take down the mainstream social networks where Trump is banned. But early glimpses at Truth Social suggest its offerings are almost identical to what Twitter and other sites have offered for years, except tweets are called truths and retweets retruths. And although Trump has criticized social networks' quote, wildly aggressive censorship, end quote, his site's terms of service mark some extensive restrictions for acceptable speech. People are banned from trying to trick or mislead other users, violating anyone's privacy or publicity rights, or posting messages that depict violence or include messages related to sexual fetishes, sugar babies, or sexually suggestive phrases. People are also forbidden from posting anything false, indecent, misleading, profane, obscene, filthy, or otherwise otherwise objectionable, end quote. Trump's company, the Trump Media and Technology Group, also prohibits anyone from attempting to, quote, disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, us and or the site, end quote. Truth Social has already banned an account named for a Twitter parody that targeted former Congressman Devin Nunez, who resigned from Congress to become the Trump company's CEO. The site's terms of service also show it is designed to benefit from Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which Trump has said should be, quote, completely terminated, end quote, because it protects tech companies from being sued for what their users post. The site was unavailable for most of its first day, President's Day, and its operators reported that, quote, overwhelming demand, end quote, had triggered an outage lasting more than 13 hours. During that time, even the company's terms of service were offline. The developers wrote on an internal updates page Monday afternoon that they had stabilized the account creation process, but on Tuesday, many prospective users were still reporting that they were around 300,000th in line. Some even went backward. One person reported that they'd gone from number 215,406 on the waiting list Monday night to number 295,046 by Tuesday afternoon. Company representatives have not responded to requests for comment. On Sunday, CEO Nunez predicted the site would be fully operational by the end of March. Last week, he told Sebastian Gorka, Trump's former deputy national security advisor, quote, we're having to build this from scratch to make sure we can't be canceled and can't be shut down, end quote. But far from being built from scratch, the site's code shows it is based heavily on the open-source software Mastodon, which provides free pre-built social networking sites that users can then edit and customize. 
Truth Social also depends on code from eight other outside development teams to handle text, images, security, and other data its own documentation shows, end quote. Meanwhile, politics seems to be giving a boost to DuckDuckGo. As Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, and other right-wing commentators sour on Google, some have been pushing DuckDuckGo as an alternative, arguing Google suppresses COVID-19 results. Quoting the New York Times, Praise for DuckDuckGo has become a popular refrain during the pandemic among right-wing social media influencers and conspiracy theorists who question COVID-19 vaccines and push discredited coronavirus treatments. Some have posted screenshots showing that DuckDuckGo appears to surface more links favorable to their views than Google does. DuckDuckGo, which has about 3% of the United States search market, holds little direct control over the links in its search results because they are generated by the search engine algorithm provided by Bing, which Microsoft owns, and all search engine algorithms are considered black boxes because the companies that create them do not completely disclose what informs their decisions. In a statement, DuckDuckGo said it condemned, quote, acts of disinformation, end quote, and said the company's internal surveys showed that its users had a wide mix of political orientations. The company said it was also studying ways to limit the spread of false and misleading information. DuckDuckGo said it, quote, regularly flagged problematic search terms with Bing so they could be addressed. After the Times shared some data on search results for numerous terms spread by conspiracy theorists, several of the search results changed entirely, shifting to favor more trustworthy sources. Quote, finding the right balance between delivering authoritative results that match the intent of a search query and protecting users from being misled is a very challenging problem, Bing said in a statement, adding, quote, we won't always get that balance just right, but that's our goal, end quote. I think I knew that DuckDuckGo results were mostly Bing, because, I mean, it's hard and very, very expensive to do search for the entire web. But I did not know that DuckDuckGo had achieved 3% market share. According to DAP Radar, OpenSea's seven-day trading volume is down 37% as active traders dropped 19%, following a hacker using a phishing attack to steal 254 NFTs on that platform. What I didn't know is that the NFT thief has apparently been successful in fencing the goods. Quoting Bloomberg, David Finzer, OpenSea's chief executive officer, valued the total amount stolen at $1.7 million on Sunday, but researchers since have valued the pile at anywhere between $2 and $3 million. Among the stolen NFTs included four bored apes, three of which were later sold on rival platform LooksRare for a combined $667,000, according to data from blockchain security service PeckShield. The number of traders using OpenSea dropped by 19% to about 227,000 over the seven days ended Tuesday per DAP Radar. Over that period, trading volume on LooksRare plunged nearly 65%, while volume on BlockDobay rose by more than 215%, according to DAP Radar, end quote. Amazon is suing two companies, AppSally and Rebatist, alleging the sites had their combined 900,000-plus users post fake Amazon reviews to boost third-party sellers' product rankings. Quoting CNBC, 
The companies allegedly connected third-party sellers with consumers who would leave a positive review of their product in exchange for free products or payments. The case represents Amazon's latest effort to root out fake reviews on its sprawling third-party marketplace. The marketplace now accounts for more than half of e-commerce sales and has helped the company bring in record revenue. But fake reviews have proven to be a particularly thorny issue for Amazon as the marketplace has grown to include millions of third-party merchants. Amazon said in a statement the lawsuit seeks to, quote, shut down two major fake review brokers that it claims helped mislead shoppers by having their members try to post fake reviews in stores, end quote, like Amazon, eBay, Walmart, and Etsy. The statement added that AppSally and Rebatist say they have more than 900,000 users, quote, willing to write fake reviews, end quote. AppSally and Rebatist have been in operation since 2018, according to court filings. The complaint alleges AppSally orchestrated a scheme wherein sellers would pay the company a fee, in some cases as little as $25, to receive, quote, verified reviews. After providing AppSally with a link to their product, the sellers would ship out empty boxes and provide AppSally with photos to be included with a user's review, according to the suit. Sellers would allegedly pay for the service with the hope that it boosted their product in Amazon search results. AppSally's website allegedly promised sellers that they'd be able to, quote, outrank your competitors from your bedroom, according to the complaint. Similarly, Rebatist offered sellers a cache of reviews and other services to manipulate their product rankings, the suit alleges. Users would place an order for a product on Amazon and leave a review. Rebatist allegedly refunded a user's purchase through services like PayPal, end quote. When you go through airport security, there's one line where the TSA agent checks your ID and another line where a machine scans your bag. The same thing happens in enterprise security, but instead of passengers and luggage, it's end users and their devices. These days, most companies are pretty good at the first part of the equation where they check user identity. But user devices can roll right through authentication without getting inspected at all. In fact, 47% of companies allow unmanaged, untrusted devices to access their data. That means an employee can log in from a laptop that has its firewall turned off and hasn't been updated in six months, or worse, that laptop might belong to a bad actor using employee credentials. Collide finally solves the device trust problem. Collide ensures that no device can log into your Okta-protected apps unless it passes your security checks. Plus, you can use Collide on devices without MDM, like your Linux fleet, contractor devices, and every BYOD phone and laptop in your company. Visit collide.com slash ride to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Whenever I need to do financial research for this show, for instance, during tech earnings season, when I have to analyze how various companies' stocks have been performing, I only ever turn to our sponsor today, Yahoo Finance. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or are looking for that extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They are the number one finance destination, producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. Securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. 
A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors, and it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insights to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Speaking of Amazon, sources say Amazon has shipped at most a few hundred Astros since the home robot's September 2021 debut. Amazon says Astro is our first robot, not our last. But I got to be honest with you, I 100% forgot that Astro even existed. Quoting Bloomberg, Last September, Amazon.com debuted a household robot named Astro that was supposed to usher in, or at least point to, a Jetsons-like future. 53 minutes into a press conference otherwise focused on new ring cameras, a thermostat, and a giant Echo speaker with a wall screen, the three-wheeled robot rolled onto stage at the command of Amazon Devices Chief Dave Limp. With Astro looking on, Limp ticked off the gadget's attributes, advanced computer vision that lets the bot know where it is, home monitoring, media playback, and the ability to summon emergency help for elders. Astro would eventually sell for about $1,450, but Limp and people lucky enough to score an invitation could get their hands on one for $1,000, or about the price of an iPhone 13 Pro, and test it out at home. Six months later, Astro is tough to find. Hardly anyone is talking about the robot, which is confounding because early adopters typically love to share their experiences online. A scan for Astro users on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram turned up just two people who posted brief videos of the bot. Turns out Amazon has so far shipped at most a few hundred Astros, according to people familiar with the situation. In response to questions about Astro, an Amazon spokesman said that, quote, invite requests and customer orders have been significantly above our expectations, end quote. He wouldn't provide numbers, but said that shipments were in line with the company's plans and would, quote, continue to ramp over the coming weeks and months, end quote. The spokesman said Amazon is receiving positive feedback and, quote, learning a lot about how customers want to use a consumer robot, end quote. Amazon expects Astro will eventually drop its day one status, but the spokesman said, quote, it's too early to say when that may happen. The company is already talking up future models and sees Astro as, quote, our first robot, not our last, end quote. A court has granted Waymo a preliminary injunction in its lawsuit against the California DMV, allowing Waymo to keep autonomous vehicle tech and safety details secret. Quoting TechCrunch, The company filed a lawsuit against the California Department of Motor Vehicles in late January in order to keep some information about its autonomous vehicle deployment permit, as well as emails between the DMV and the company redacted from a public record request, which was originally filed by an undisclosed third party. The ruling by the California Superior Court Sacramento could set a precedent for broader trade secret protection, at least in the autonomous vehicle industry, involving public access to information that has to do with public safety, but which businesses claim contain trade secrets. In its lawsuit, Waymo argued being forced to reveal trade secrets would undermine its investments into automated driving technology and have a, quote, chilling effect across the industry, where the DMV is no longer a safe place for companies to transparently share information about their tech. Like any other autonomous driving technology company looking to test and deploy in California, Waymo had to submit information about its safety practices and technology to the DMV, which then followed up with more specific questions. When the DMV received the public records request for Waymo's permit application information, the agency gave Waymo the chance to censor any sections it deemed might reveal trade secrets. 
Waymo did so, and the DMV sent the package to the third party with major portions blocked out. The requester challenged the blackouts, and the DMV, not wanting to get caught in the middle, advised Waymo to file a temporary restraining order against the DMV, according to Waymo. A judge then issued the restraining order on February 2nd, giving Waymo more time to seek an injunction prohibiting the disclosure of the material in unredacted form forevermore. Waymo filed the lawsuit because it wants to protect details about how its AVs identify and navigate through certain conditions, how they determine the circumstances under which the AV will revert control to a human driver, when to provide support to an AV fleet, and how the company addresses disengagement incidents and collision incidents, according to the lawsuit. It is difficult, however, to determine whether or not the information actually contains trade secrets without being able to see any of it. The question is, can the company derive economic value purely from not sharing that information with others? Matthew Wounsley, former general counsel at Newtonomy and a law professor at Yeshiva University's Cardozo School of Law in New York, told TechCrunch, software failures that detail problems perceiving objects or predicting how other agents in the world are going to behave, for example, is highly confidential information because it could reveal information about how the technology works, allowing competitors to either copy it or just assess where they are relative to a certain business, said Wansley. It makes sense, therefore, that a company wouldn't want to share that information publicly. However, if a regulator wanted more information under the promise of confidentiality, Wansley said he'd be much more inclined to share because he trusts the regulator knows the tech isn't perfect and is more concerned with reducing risk rather than bringing it down to zero, end quote. And finally today, an interesting raise for an idea that couldn't be simpler. Backbone, which makes game controllers for the iPhone, raised a $40 million Series A led by Index Ventures. Quoting The Hollywood Reporter, of all places, but you'll see why in a second. Gaming company Backbone revealed Wednesday a $40 million Series A funding round led by Index Ventures with participation from Ashton Kutcher, Gary Oseri's venture capital firm Sound Ventures, Nico Wittenborn's adjacent and top talent including The Weeknd, Kevin Hart, Post Malone, Sean Diddy Combs, Amy Schumer, and existing investor Christopher Comstock, known as Marshmallow. Tech CEOs including Discord's Jason Citron, Rec Room's Nick Fatched, and Sonos Patrick Spence also participated in the fundraise. Backbone was founded in 2021 by 24-year-old Google Gaming employee Many Kyra and launched its first product in the same year. Soon after, Backbone partnered with Microsoft to bring Xbox gaming to mobile devices, which effectively turned the Backbone One device into a portable Xbox. With Backbone One, players simply plug their iPhone into the device that allows them to access the App Store and Apple Arcade gaming titles and stream games through services such as Xbox Game Pass and Luna, end quote. Seems like an obvious case of skating to where the puck is going to be. If gaming is going to happen on every screen, then gamers will want tools to help them game effectively on any screen. In the city, there's a thousand things I want to say to you. Talk to you tomorrow.